Hey, welcome to Simone J. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And we're here to talk to you about coffee. Yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? I have a very complicated relationship with coffee. I like to drink it, uh-huh. but I fucking hate it because it might as well be a shot full of anxiety oh, straight to my body. Oh, gotcha. I can drink a frappuccino every once in a while. Uh-huh. I like lattes. Uh-huh. Give me just a regular cup of coffee with some sugar mm-hmm. and like. I, I just have a panic attack the entire day. Oh. Like, do you remember when you came over a few weeks ago and I was like, I am so fucking hyped. I had coffee this morning. Yeah. I didn't go away till like midnight. Like oh, it just bad. lasts all day. I think I'm just super sensitive to that's, caffeine. That's downright unpleasant. It is. I came home the other day. I had coffee. Not only did I have coffee, but I was hungover. So I already felt like shit. Uh-huh. I had coffee. I spent all day at work trying not to flip out because I was just like so tense with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I came home and all I wanted to do was lay in a dark room by myself with like silence because I couldn't handle anything. Like I couldn't handle light. I could not handle noise. Mm -hmm. It was just so intense. Like I felt like my veins were fluttering and on fire. Okay. And... (sighs) I had to end up eating some some magical cookies to calm my ass down. That's fair. And it did it. It didn't even like make me sleepy or high or anything. Just even me out. Just neutralized it. I was like, oh, I finally feel normal again. So coffee, maybe not your drug. Yeah. So no, no coffee. Um, I remember years ago at a band practice, I said something once about coffee and you said you didn't drink it. And I was astounded. Yeah. And your response was, I only drink water and alcohol. Yeah, that's, I mean, mostly it's true. I just drink, I try to stick to water and alcohol. That's, that is fair. Um, <laughs> I, however, consume massive oh, really? amounts of coffee. I go through phases where I cut back. Um, when I worked at a coffee shop, I got way too high on my own supply. And there was one incident where I thought I was having a stroke and I almost called an ambulance because. Yeah. I basically couldn't move my body and I was disassociating and I just had never felt like that before. It was more than a normal panic attack. Um, And I made myself chew a clonopin and said, before you spend the thousand dollars on an ambulance, take a clonopin. And if you die, you're not that invested in your life, which I know sounds really bad for like, anyone in my life to hear that I thought I was having a stroke and I decided that it, well, I'll just let it take me rather than get in debt calling an ambulance. But it's what I did. And the next day I realized that I did have, it was during the summer and my anxiety goes up in the summer because the hot makes the blood boil. And I had had two pots of coffee, which was not unusual for me at that time, but I had also had some espresso and I had also had a 44 ounce Diet Mountain Dew with like no ice in it. So I think that's what triggered me thinking that it was a stroke. And then I quit coffee for a while and I, I try to keep it moderated now yeah. because sometimes you love something so much that you need to stay away from it, which has happened to me with men and um, caffeine. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Did I? Was that too much? Yes. (laughs) Um, All right. So coffee, they're called coffee beans, but they're not beans. No. Um, 
coffee trees grow coffee cherries and the bitter seed within the sweet fruit is what we know as the coffee bean. And uh, the plants originated in the Ethiopian highlands. Yes, they did. So much like delicious, delicious food, uh, delicious coffee has also come from Ethiopia. So um, there's a popular legend from around 500 AD that uh, coffee was discovered by a goat herder named Kaldi. Yeah. And he found his goats frolicking with um, a lot of energy after they ate the berries off a coffee plant. And so he tried the berries and had a similar reaction. And huh. probably not a true story, but it's a fun little legend. Yeah. Um, we do know that in... Uh, 1000 AD, members of the Gala tribe, uh, which was also in Ethiopia, got into mixing the berries with animal fat and carrying them around like an energy bar. Which So take that, um, people with your bulletproof coffee, <laughs> already been done. Yeah. We, are, we, like, we knew that, and then I guess we forgot that, and uh, it just came back within the past 10 years. That, Boom. You, know, you put some fat and some caffeine together, and you're going to... Be good to go. Is that like how people put butter in their coffee now? Yeah, it's so when you're when you're in ketosis and you're doing uh, you're burning fat for fuel and not sugar. So in the morning you have some caffeine with some fat, and that's what you burn for energy for the rest of the day. And you shouldn't get hungry until sundown if that's the case. Huh. Um, so yes, interesting, interesting facts. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so now and now there's like companies that make bulletproof coffee and bulletproof bars and it's basically like caffeine and fat mixed together. Mm -hmm. um, so in the 1200s, coffee arrives in Turkey and they begin preparing it by roasting the beans and boiling them in water. So this is like the introduction of how we know to prepare coffee. Um, and also at this time, Muslims get real into coffee. They're super into it. Okay. And uh, in the 1400s, um, alcohol is forbidden by the Quran. So coffee becomes the replacement stimulus. So there's... Yeah. Coffee's the thing. Hyped. Yeah. Hyped. Get hyped. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a lot of coffee before I came over. Oh, really? Yeah. I wanted coffee this morning, so I made some at work. We have a Keurig. Ooh. Um, I decided I wanted iced coffee, so I put it on ice and put some creamer and sugar in it. Mm -hmm. And then I drank probably, like, not even half of it. And I was like, okay, this is good. And then I just, I, I'm sorry, but I threw the rest away. Don't You don't have to apologize to me. I don't give a shit. I mean, it's wasteful, but I don't know. I mean. What, what can I do? What are you going to do? Have an anxiety attack? Yeah. No. Don't worry about being wasteful. I'm just, I'm, I'm working on just not drinking coffee anymore again. That's fair. Because I want, I want to want it, mm -hmm. but I just, I can't. Don't make yourself want to want things. I know. So dumb. It is dumb. Just um, like everyone else is drinking coffee and it seems so cool. I want to want to be around other human beings, but I don't. And I'm <laughs> learning to accept that. So there you go. It's just, you don't, you shouldn't have to want to want something. Just yeah. you want what you want. Oh, you're so right. I want you to want me. I want you to drink coffee. <laughs> yes. Um, so in 1453, Ottoman Turks introduced coffee to Constantinople. 
And the first coffee house opens in Constantinople in 1475. So I think that's cool. Like coffee houses are a really old tradition. Yeah. Um, also 1475, a Turkish law is enacted allowing women to divorce their husband if he fails to provide them with their daily quota of coffee. Fuck yes. Which is amazing because I think we talked it's about so it. so weird. In our episode on divorce, that like divorce laws for up until the past 50 years, you really couldn't get a divorce. If you were a woman, you had no recourse to ask for a divorce. Right. But um, in Turkey, they said, hey, if your husband ain't giving you them grinds, get out of there, girl. You're good. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it so much. Mm. Um, in 1587, Sheikh Abdal Qadir wrote... No one can understand the truth until he drinks of coffee's frothy goodness, mm. which is what I say about my vagina. <laughs> um, oh, you're seeking the truth? There it is. Right down this way. Get up in there, Odin. This is the uh, fountain of wisdom or whatever. <laughs> Call back to our episode on oh, Odin. Check it out. It's a good one. Everybody's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like the dumbest joke and it makes me so happy i like it just months of happiness <laughs> um in 1607 coffee is brought to north america allegedly john smith who helped uh found uh the virginia colony at jamestown allegedly he had something to do with it but i don't know where he picked up the coffee that yeah. he brought to jamestown i didn't get into the details of it is he the guy who supposedly dated pocahontas yes okay and i don't know enough about any of that all i know is the the animated movie pocahontas which apparently put rose-colored glasses on it oh i'm sure but i haven't seen the movie so i don't know i loved it growing up i really liked it a lot i was obsessed with native americans and so i just felt like that was the perfect animated disney movie for myself yes. So this is where our slight age difference comes into play. Oh, okay. Because I was an Ariel and Belle girl. Mm -hmm. And then by the time Pocahontas came out, I was too old to care about Disney movies. Oh. But then you were at the prime age. Yes, because I remember seeing Pocahontas in theaters. Ooh. And one of the girls had a really cool hairdo. She had like this wrap. And I had a similar leather wrap that you put around your hair and it mm -hmm. like laced up. Oh, yeah. And I was deeply upset that my hair would not look the same as her hair. And my mom's like, it is a cartoon. Uh-huh. It is physically impossible. Yes. I cannot make this a reality. Yes. Um, but anyways. Um, coffee. Coffee. So <laughs> I loved that. In 1675, King Charles of England tries to suppress coffee houses uh, because supposedly men were spending too much time discussing business and politics over coffee uh -huh. and they were neglecting their wives. Oh. And so he was like, huh. stop talking about business and politics and go home and make more babies because I really need to have more people in the underclass to support me as a king. Yes. Um, in 1732, Johann Sebastian Bach composes, I'm going to say this wrong, Café Cantate? Okay. And it was, um, it was a part ode to coffee, 
and part stab at the movement in Germany to prevent women from drinking coffee. Oh. Because allegedly it would make them infertile, which is not true. And apparently... That's just crazy. Uh, he knew that was bullshit. And he was yeah. like, I'm going to compose this song making fun of it. Uh-huh. Um, that was in Germany they were trying to do that? Yeah, because that's where uh, Johann Sebastian Bach is from. No offense to Germans, but you got like a lot of issues with your country. Yeah. Shit going on over there. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's like any country you like learn about the history. Yeah. You're like, what the f- I mean, I'm, hey, who am I it's to talk? It's a pot kettle I'm from, situation. I'm from America. Yeah. This shit's way fucked up. Yeah. So, you, but like the more, it's, it's the same with people. The more you get to know someone. Yeah. If you know someone peripherally, you're like, oh, they're a nice person. And then you get to know them. And it's like, oh, they go home and pull out their eyebrows one by one. <laughs> um, so that's weird. Yeah. Um, and they have seven fake Facebook accounts. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. How fun. That's How creepy. fun for them. Um, so. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> Do you like that? That's my response. Yeah. It's so specific. Like. That was an amalgamation um, of different yeah, people um, that I've known, but that kind of is my response now when I learn mm-hmm. about people's issues is I'm like, well, yeah. how fun, how fun for them. You know what? They're a fun. They're, They're that's, a, that's a fun person. That's right a there. fun struggle that they are dealing with yeah. in life. And I will calculate how I can help them or how far away I should stay from them. Yes. Um, because... That's these are things you need to think about when interacting with people. I say um, don't be afraid to leave relationships. Yes. Of any kind. Of any kind. Or if you're me, just have an intense fear of intimacy and keep everyone <laughs> at arm's length. And then you're never uncomfortable. So um, because I love a good stranger. I yep. love a good acquaintance. But how often do you get to know someone deeply and then you realize, holy fuck fuck they are fucked up and now they're like in my life and so then how do you go from oh yeah we hang out like we go out once a week or whatever um we, we i meet her for happy hour with her co-workers and now i realize she's cuckoo bananas and how yeah. do i pull away from them without explicitly saying something right you know i just skip a couple weeks and say oh i'm busy oh i have to work and then they're like hey i haven't seen you in forever i miss you and you can't say I've made a calculated decision to not spend time with you. So you're going to miss me a lot more. Right. But like how just having to make the verbal acknowledgement of downgrading a friendship sucks. Yeah. And so, yeah, it happens a lot. It's so awkward. Where I'm like, I should not have let you into my life, but now you're here and you're cuckoo bananas. Uh, How do we deal with this? Murder. Um, um, Or maybe just let's have a cup of coffee together. mm -hmm. Go Mm -hmm. over, go over some shit. Um, like I can't talk to you anymore, but I bought you this coffee as a parting gift. Here's a cup of coffee as a parting gift. We're not friends anymore. And I just, I can't, I don't want you to slip like slash my tires. So if that could not happen, that would be great. Um, and don't get all hopped up on that coffee and go slash my tires. Um, so caffeine's kind of a cool plant. We always talk about how nature's cool when it does its thing. Yeah. Um, it, the coffee, the caffeine is the tree's natural pesticide. So 
there's a toxic amount of it in the leaves and when garden slugs eat them they die um which sucks for them but then that same toxic chemical is like a lot of fun for us yeah so it works out um and also bees get addicted to coffee um and it helps them remember what plants to pollinate so if they know a plant has gives them a little buzz they remember it better um because coffee uh it increases your long-term memory and it works the same in bees so it helps them to pollinate plants because they'll keep going back and because they know where they get that good good interesting yeah Bees. Huh. Bees. Who knew? Um, so coffee, it makes you feel motivated, energetic, focused, euphoric, as well as increasing long-term memory. Okay. There's some good things there. Yeah. How? How does that work? How does it work? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um, so adenosine is a CNS neuromodulator and it has its own specific um, receptors. And when adenosine binds with the receptors, it makes you feel sleepy. But caffeine is a, this is a long one, adenosine receptor antagonist. So caffeine will bind with the adenosine receptors, preventing the adenosine from doing it so it can't connect and make you feel tired. So it blocks your natural calming mechanism. It also causes your adrenal glands to release more adrenaline, which is the fight or flight hormone, which is why it can give people anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah. Because, um, and they tell you, like any psychiatrist will tell you if you have any anxiety disorders, don't drink caffeine because they often use caffeine to trigger anxiety in clinical studies so they can study people in a lab setting while they're having anxiety attacks i never knew and really yeah i should really not drink coffee yeah it's just not 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 for for you um it also increases dopamine production in the brain's pleasure circuits so we've got all these fun things happening Mm -hmm. with coffee lovely yes what yeah i want to learn about like the types of coffee okay well there's two that are the most common Okay. We have Arabica uh-huh. and Robusta. Okay. So 60% of global coffee production um, comes from Arabica. Okay. And it takes approximately seven years to fully mature. It's a finicky plant and it's susceptible to disease and pests. Oh. Um, it has a heavy body with low acidity and it's this is the <laughs> you flavor. And, you and me both. Oh, bam, bam. (laughs) Um, And it's ideal for blending with high acidity coffees. Um, Gourmet coffees are almost exclusively high quality Arabica. Oh, okay. And mild varieties of Arabica. Okay. And espresso is typically made from a blend of Arabica and Robusta beans. Okay, so what's Robusta? Okay, so that is made from Caffea canifora. Oh. Oh, I'm so fancy. You're so fancy with your words. (laughs) And this is a sturdy species of coffee bean with low acidity and high bitterness. Okay. Um. This one's used primarily in instant coffee, espresso, and as filler in ground coffee blends. I must, that must be what I like, because I actually like instant coffees, 
um, more than some brewed coffees. Okay. So, yeah. interesting. And it has a higher caffeine. Um, oh, okay. So, it's going to affect you more. Um, it's easy to care for. It has a great greater crop yield than Arabica and um, almost double the caffeine levels. Holy shit. So, yeah. So, this is the one it that's going to get you pumped. Yeah. Oh, it is robust. Ah, huzzah. Huzzah. Um, it also has more antioxidants and is less susceptible to disease. And this represents approximately 40% of the global coffee production. Interesting. Yeah. So in my reading, it was like most coffee up until like 1850 was Arabica and then Robusta, like someone discovered it. And yeah. They're like, this is way easier to grow. It's a game changer. It's fucking me up, bro. Yeah. And they say that when things have a higher caffeine content, they taste better to you. Oh, okay. Which is, um, there's a book that has not yet been released, I don't think, called Spiced. And it's about um, the global marketing of addicted su- addictive substances. But I listened to an interview with the writer and he said... You know, people think Starbucks coffee tastes super good, but that's not what it is. It's a higher, it's the highest caffeine content out of any commercial coffee. Yeah. So it gives people a buzz and then you grow to think that tastes good. Much like the first time you tasted alcohol, you didn't like it, but it got you drunk. So then when you taste it in the future, you think it tastes good because you associate it with that good feeling. So I'm sure like... Maybe just the tasting notes, but then also the fact that it's a higher caffeine makes people go, oh, this Robusta tastes delicious. Definitely. I'm so fucked up right now. Right? It's so good. I'm so high right now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go dance. <laughs> um, okay, so you want to know how coffee's made? Yes. Once the ripe coffee berries are picked, or cherry seeds, what are... What They're are coffee you? cherries. Coffee cherries. And then they have to get the seeds out of them. Yes. Um, Once they're picked, processed, and dried, the dried coffee beans are roasted to varying degrees. Okay. Depending on what you want them for. um, And the desired flavor. So it's more about the flavor. Different heats and stuff brings out different flavors. Yeah. Okay. It's like releasing different levels. Yeah. Flavor. Flavor. Um, Then the roasted beans are ground and brewed. With near boiling water. Okay. You don't want it to be boiling. Because it brings out the acidity. Yes. And uh, ta-da, coffee. Yeah. I read that. So, like, a lot of people think that you keep your coffee in the freezer and that keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a really bad idea because... That is true. It's full of little pores with water and they'll absorb flavors from other shit in the freezer. But also they'll... Um, when that water expands, when it freezes, it'll rupture and change the structure of the bean. Yes. And so you should keep it just room temperature in as airtight of a container as possible. And then wait until, ideally, until right before you brew it to grind it. Because the flavor starts to deteriorate the minute you grind it. Yes, so that's it's true too. It's easy. better to get beans yeah. and have a grinder. Which sucks because it's just like another step in the morning when you're so tired. Yes. I, when I do drink coffee, I make Deacon make it for me because I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't do this. I love doing it at work in a professional setting. Yes. When I'm already awake, I, I just love making coffee. If I could make, you know, a decent living as a full-time barista, I'd probably be all right. 
um, I, like mentally, I'd be like, yeah, this is a good life because I love coffee. Yeah. But before I get to work as a barista, I definitely have like a cup of instant or I have what was ever left in the pot from the day before. I drink ratchet coffee in okay. the morning. <laughs> and then when I'm awake, then I can put the love into it. Yeah. But that's why you go to, that's why people go to Starbucks on their way to work because they're too tired to make themselves a good cup of coffee. It's so true. I do love me a Frappuccino, but it's like, it's like anxiety dessert, you know? Like I enjoy drinking it, but then the rest of the day I'm just like all jittery and I'm like, I have that feeling like something, I just have a feeling of impending doom. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, you've got two anxiety inducing, you've have caffeine and sugar. Yeah. That's just not good. Oh, it's so good though. Oh, I don't Um, know. But yeah, I had to, I had to stop with the Starbucks. This is like a money draining yeah. thing also. So I was impressed. I read the average um, office employee or the average like person in the US workforce spends twenty dollars a week on coffee. Yeah. Which I almost expected it to be higher. Okay. Just because if you go to Starbucks and you get a two or three dollar drink every day, and sometimes more. Sometimes they're like six bucks depending on what you like. Yeah. But then you have your co- your midday coffee at work and you have your coffee at home. So I almost expected it to be more. Mm-hmm. Um, but 20 bucks a week. That was like what I was doing because for a while I was getting frappuccinos every morning. Ooh. and then But I would only have that mm. for like the whole day. And then I kind of guess I saved money because that would make me not hungry. So yeah. like most of the time I wouldn't eat lunch. I just eat dinner when I got home. So yeah. But also I was just like so felt like a crazy person yeah yeah not good no um and let's just go over some different types of drinks okay so there's hot coffee black coffee with sugar and milk iced coffee Mm -hmm. lattes frappuccinos espresso what else well you have your hot brewed coffee and your cold brewed coffee yes and the difference between them is same grounds, usually the same water to coffee ground ratio, which apparently the ideal is two tablespoons of ground coffee for six ounces of water. But then the hot and the cold taste different because the heat brings out bitterness. And if you're brewing hot coffee, you should, they say if you do it at home, boil the water and then wait 45 seconds. So it'll be around 200 degrees to brew because the hotter, the more bitter and if you brew it cold, it doesn't get bitter. It's 65% less acidic. And um, caffeine actually burns off the way when you cook with alcohol. It burns off the actual alcohol. So cold brew coffee, you can use the same water and ground ratio, but it'll be two to three times as caffeinated. Yeah. Um, so there's the difference there. And then for everything else, they're all espresso-based. Which people get so intimidated if they've never, if they don't know coffee and they just are like, I don't know what to order. I get so nervous at Starbucks or whatever. I just keep using that name because if I use the name of a local coffee place, it doesn't make sense. So we're just using the Kleenex, the brand standard as of coffee house. But people get nervous about it. And it's just a matter of whether you want it hot or cold and like the ratio of milk to coffee. Yeah. So like cappuccinos and lattes aren't that different. It's just that a latte is mostly hot milk and a little bit of foam and a cappuccino is like equal parts steamed milk and foam and then, you know, when you get into your 
flat whites and that sort of thing. It's just how much foam to coffee you want. But if you don't mm-hmm. really care, if you're not picky, you're still getting an espresso and milk drink. So it doesn't really matter. There's no need to be intimidated by it. Yeah. Because, I like lattes. Yeah. So it's espresso and milk. And mm-hmm. it's, I think it demystifies. If you go online and you just look up a chart, like how to make espresso drinks, Google image, you'll find a chart that'll show you how it's just ratios and it makes coffee a lot less mysterious and intimidating. Yeah. Um, and most people aren't dicks about it. Like I've met people who are like, you know how a normal, I don't want a macchiato. I want a really dry cappuccino, but instead of six ounces of foam, I only want three and a half. Like I have had those people, but for the most part, if you, you know, don't burn don't burn the coffee. Don't burn the milk. People are pretty happy about it. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Yeah. Deacon used to work at a local coffee place here in Phoenix. And I went to like a work party with him. Mm-hmm. And they were doing latte art battles. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That was happening. And I don't know. It's some pretty intense latte art. <laughs> I feel like... That's kind of silly because espresso starts to go bad the minute you brew it. It gets more bitter. And so when you make a latte, you're supposed to steam the milk and then set that aside and then do the espresso. So there's – because a lot of amateurs will – they'll do the espresso first and then they'll do the milk to put on top. But what happens is the espresso is like oxidizing while that happens. So you're supposed to do the milk – put it aside, do the espresso, put the milk on top of it, and then give it to the guest as soon as possible. So they're getting, it's just like a martini. Like a martini yeah. goes bad within 90 seconds. Like you're, you need to make it and get it to the person because the flavor starts altering. So I feel like when you're fucking around with latte art, you have to be really good at it to do it fast. Otherwise, you're just like, here's your room temperature yeah. bullshit totally. that I, I drew a rainbow on. Mm-hmm. There's a leaf. But young people now, they like, because it has to be Instagrammable, they'll come into a coffee shop and say, hey, I want one of those drinks that like you take the picture of. That's a conversation that I've had. And it's like, they don't actually want coffee (sighs) and they don't actually care about the drink. They just, they want want the the, picture. Yeah. Well, then you should get into creating food for advertising. Oh. You know? Yeah. Because that's really fun and interesting and that's what i would tell them i'd say did you know that when people take pictures of food it has makeup all over it and it's fake and it's, fake. it's not edible yeah and it's just for a really good picture and there's that's not what real food looks like no and there's a distinct difference between mm-hmm. that and uh something that's consumable yes um that latte we took a picture of was really cold and shitty <laughs> But the foam looked great because we added a little glue to the milk. Yes. To hold the bubbles. Here, let me give you your glue milk latte. Um, yeah. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. yum It'll really stick to your ribs. Uh, um, so I have a bunch of like random facts about coffee. Oh, okay. Hit me with it. So dangers, because we like to go into the dangers oh, of our drugs. Danger zone. Danger zone. A lethal dose of coffee is approximately 100 cups. 
Oh, okay. So it will be hard to kill yourself. Keep that in mind, people. Just at cup 90, ask yourself, should I stop? Yes, and you, you should. should. You should have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> um, caffeine's really dangerous when you are pregnant. Okay. Because too much caffeine reduces blood flow to the placenta, which reduces the oxygen and nutrients to the fetus. Oh, that's scary. Which I know that pregnant women always get decaf, but I thought it was just like, maybe does it cause spasms? Will it cause early labor? Right. Um, And so I feel like if you're thinking about getting pregnant, you should taper down your caffeine. Definitely. My mom as a nurse would always tell her patients like, Buy a thing of decaf when you buy your regular. And as you use the regular every day, add some of the decaf and shake it so it becomes, yeah. you know, more and more decaf. And then by the time you're done with that jar of coffee, it's all decaf and you've kicked caffeine. Yeah. Um, which is a good idea because can you imagine going through caffeine withdrawals and having morning sickness? That sounds like a nightmare. So just if you... I mean, I feel like people should have to get approval from their doctor before they get pregnant but that's like a whole other conversation that's like a nanny state and people should be able to do what they want with their bodies unless it's not be pregnant and then we have to tell them that they're not allowed to become unpregnant right exactly oh fucking jesus fucking christ (laughs) the world we live in is i know i told deacon i'm gonna go see my doctor first and be like do you think i would be okay being pregnant well it's really smart because a lot of people are on medication that you can't be on when you're pregnant but then they get pregnant and they have to detox from the med at the same time they're dealing with morning sickness and hormone fluctuation and stuff and it's like if you had an opportunity to check in with your doctor and be like what do i need to do to get this bod ready for a baby yes exactly um because a lot of them will say you know like you want to be in good shape Mm -hmm. like you want to be healthy and strong Mm -hmm. before you get pregnant because if there's anything wrong it's going to get worse. Yeah. Um, and we just saw on the news that the United States has the highest rate of um, death during pregnancy. Yeah. Or like complications. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other country, their rates are lowering for complications and death mm-hmm. during labor and pregnancy. Ours are rising because we're really unhealthy people. Yeah. And so... You know, you're like heavier, you're not eating as healthy, you're probably on medication. It's just crazy. And then there's the thing with gestational diabetes where you might not have diabetes, but you get it when you're pregnant and it fucks up a baby. And it's just like, I don't know. There's all kinds of things. So there are all kinds that's why I'm of like, I'm just going to go to my doctor and be like, am I healthy? Like, what is going to happen? Tell me. Yeah. How does this work? That's a very fair thing to ask. I feel like no one really knows exactly what's up with pregnancy. It's so mysterious. Or people like, are unless like. Unless you've been through it or know someone really closely that you can ask questions. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Ugh. The whores. The horrors of pregnancy. That's I mean, scary, man. That's, okay. Thank God that'll never happen to me. Um, okay, uh, so um, the reason why coffee is called a cup of joe is a oh. really fun anecdote. Oh, really? Yeah. So this dude, Josephus, which let's just deal with this name, Josephus. I kind of like it. You're not going to like it after we learn oh, about Josephus. No. So Josephus Daniels. <laughs> Josephus. I just like, like file this under this fucking guy. Uh, Josephus 
Daniels was the 41st Secretary of the U.S. Navy. And he was a real goody two-shoes, and he wanted to bring morals into Navy life. Because apparently, just since its inception, the Navy has had that reputation where that's like, the sailors are going to get you. They're the yeah. rowdy ones, right? They like to party. They do. And they will. They like the dames. Yeah. So, Josephus banned booze on all Navy boats in 1914. He also banned condoms because he thought that was going to keep the sailors away from women. What the fuck? He's Josephus? like, you don't need booze. You don't need condoms. Oof. Just go back to your fucking thing and read your Bible or whatever, you know? Um, so coffee became the substitute for alcohol in terms of we need something to give us a little kick, make us feel a little altered. And so sailors started sarcastically calling coffee a cup of joe. Because of Josephus. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Um, condoms just kept their name as condoms. <laughs> I wish they would have turned into Josephus's. Yeah. Hey, Joe socks. Got a, oh, a Joe sock. Put a Joe sock on my Jimmy. Like <laughs> or maybe because they didn't have condoms to prevent pregnancy. It was just all blowjobs, but they called them Joe jobs. <laughs> oh, she gave me she gave me a Josephus on my Johnny. <laughs> I love it. I'm a sailor. <laughs> I talk like this because I'm a sailor. Right? <laughs> oh, I fucking love hey, it. Dame, get over here. Give me a Joe job. <laughs> I'm a Johnny. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, so, yeah, coffee. Coffee, huh? Fun. Also, there's like some dumb emo song out there that's like, I like my coffee black just like my metal. Is that a song? It's a lyric to a song. I like my coffee black just like my metal. Oh and then I remember who I heard that. They're like, that's so fucking dumb. That's so fucking dumb. I love it. Yeah. I always say I like my coffee like I like my dogs. Black. <laughs> but sometimes with some white. Because my dog's going great because he's old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's give me my coffee like my soul. Black. Black, black, black. Black and cheap. Dark and black. <laughs> this is what I reveal to you that I am possessed. That's fine. Okay. I mean, there's something wrong with me too. So it's that's fine. Equal playing ground. I feel like um, in terms of if you were possessed, I still like you more than like anybody else I know. Oh, good. So I'd be like, yeah, she does have a demon living inside of her, but like she's cool as fuck. So like I don't really fucking boring demon ever. <laughs> Why all you make me do is crochet? <laughs> I was about to say it just—it's a demon that makes you craft. You're like, oh, this demon! I gotta get it out of me. I spent my whole paycheck at Michael's. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know. It seems like it's all right, demon. <laughs> Like, please explain to me what's wrong with 90% of the people I meet. If they don't have demons, maybe they need some. Maybe they do. Get a demon up in you. I will make you a blanket. (laughs) We should do a show about demonic possession. Yeah, let's add it to the list, man. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. All right. If you have a suggestion about a topic, email us at simonechepodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at simonechepod. And we will uh, most likely look into it and do an episode on that topic. We already had someone um, reach out to us and give us a little, drop us a little nugget of goodness. A little nug. 
And we're going to do an episode later. Yeah, so, so you too can be part of the Simone J podcast community. All it takes is one one click of the keyboard. And your home address and personal telephone number. And I might show up. <laughs> Don't be surprised if we show up. We're like, hey, what's up? We're friends, right? You want to hang out? Or what do you want to do? You want to do some crafts? Or? We have to do something because I drove all this way. Yeah, that's you drive I'm cross country now. like to hang out with someone. They can't turn you away. I'm here to make you a blanket. And I'm not leaving till this blanket's made. And it's a California king-size crochet blanket. It's going to take me at least three weeks. (laughs) Three weeks? I've been making the same blanket for four years. Oh, shit, dude. I bust that shit out. I have tendonitis issues. Yeah. But I started it at your house the night that we wrote my first ever email to Mark Marin. I think. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm still working That's on it. a while ago. It's a wide blanket. So first of all, yeah, yeah, I decided yeah. to make a full, like a full bed size blanket, not just a throw. Yeah. And then you've met me. So it's like, I got Simone shit going on. I got to work on this satanic pentagram pussy yeah. painting. I got to do this. It's hey. like the crochet. This blanket is, it's a lifetime blanket. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Remember when I was like, hey, let me show you this. And you're like, oh. Oh damn! Another project? Yeah, like, you got so many. You have so many in things the in the works, but I was it's good. Recently, telling Deacon how I'm writing a book, but I'm taking a very different approach to writing it, which is sometimes weird little thoughts just pop into my head, uh-huh. and I'll write them down, and then when I have enough of those, I'm going to try and weave it into a book. That's cool. So I support that. That's one of my projects. I started writing a stand-up set because I think I'm going to start doing stand-up. Do it. Uh, I just, I'm a bartender, so I get all these people being like, you're so funny. Oh my God, you're so funny. Do you do stand-up? And I'm like, well, I have, Uh but I don't really like hanging out at bars, so I don't do music or stand-up anymore. And then I was like, well, maybe I will because... Yeah, try it out. I have a lot of things to talk about and having three podcasts has not... It's not enough. ...sated that need. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I don't do the other ones that often. So, oh my god, you're my main boo. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I better yeah. always be. You always will. This is like the or most. Maybe I'll make you a blanket and smother you with it. That's also fine. Okay. This is my most commercially <laughs> viable project. Oh, good. So, and I like working Take with you, that, Scott. And you're well. I mean. <laughs> You're you, you are kidding. like the best partner in a creative endeavor that anyone could ever ask for. Oh, thank you. I've been thank in bands you. with you and now I do this with you yeah. and you're just great at a partnership, which oh, most people who do creative shit, it's like, you know, it's very inconsistent yeah, or whatever. I appreciate um, that. Also, I think this is a commercially viable project. And yeah. if it, you know, if the time comes where years down the line... We still are recording into an iPhone 5, um, <laughs> and we decide to pack it in. You can then smother me with that blanket. Okay, cool. So That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I recently listened to an episode of Reply All. Do you listen to oh, that? Oh, yeah. I love that show. Um, about a girl who is like kind of a shut-in, and she started a YouTube channel. Did you listen to that? I did listen to that. Dude, I'm like, I never want anyone to know who I am. Like, I, do- I don't want that. In my life, um, don't want. She goes to a YouTube convention yes. and is just so completely overwhelmed by the amount of people who want to meet her because she, all she ever does is 
these monologue type videos in her room and she doesn't really ever talk to people Mm -hmm. because she has like health conditions and shit. And so when she gets there, she's like, oh, what the fuck did I get into? And she has kind of a meltdown. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that would be me. Meanwhile, I listened to that and I thought, am I too old to become a YouTube personality? Oh, really? It chilled me to my core. It was like, I, I need to quit everything I'm doing right now. Like, I need to become a hermit. I'm very weird in that I don't care if people know who I am through my media stuff. Yeah. I hate people knowing who I am through real life. Where they're like, oh, you work at that place. Hey, it's the girl from this place. Like, when I run into guests that... Because I've been waiting tables for 13 years in the same town. So, like, people know me. And I really hate that. But if people know me from my music or podcast like that I love so I listened to that same episode and I was like okay I need to learn how to be a YouTube person if I'm not too old to do it so you have to start the video with hey guys because <laughs> that's every YouTuber you go yeah, hey guys totally here's is. my shit and I just I'm very bad about like I don't take I'm not a selfie person oh me neither those and vi- so, I don't know if you saw the videos I put up for my book club but I'm like they were good and you looked so pretty your makeup looked so oh, nice thanks I had to not look at them at all and just post them like as soon as I was done because otherwise I get so nitpicky and I'm like, I look awkward. I look, oh, I said that weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I need to, I like have a hard time doing those things because I'm not a narcissist and I don't think anyone cares about looking at my stupid face or hearing what I have to say. But then I listened to things like this reply all and I was like, I could do this. I can become a famous YouTuber. Yeah, you and Frank. Yeah, there's this guy, Mr. Cheesy Pop, who basically, he was an actor in LA and he does voiceover work, but he makes videos at Disney parks. Like, that's what he does. And he walks around with a selfie stick and he talks into it and he's like, I'm here having the new whatever treat. And he's like a super cool guy. I enjoy his videos, so I'm not going to disparage him. But like, he's just a guy filming himself walking around an amusement park alone and he has like half a million views on all his videos. And so he's parlayed it into a career and it's helped get him voiceover work uh-huh. and pay his bills in LA. That's good. And I just was like, I want to be that, but also I'm too self-conscious to walk around with a selfie stick. Yeah. That's part of it is like filming myself in public is very embarrassing. Yeah. I feel like it takes consistency mm-hmm. and like a willingness to put yourself out there. Yeah. And then like, just consistency on social media too yeah like when we were showing black panther at the theater i worked at there were Mm -hmm. all these guys who were doing videos for their social media and they were like yo we out here at the showing of black panther like let's look at the crowd showing people's outfits and i'm like it kind of is ballsy to me as someone who in real life is very quiet and subdued i don't like being the center of tension of attention in real life to be like oh i'm gonna go to a movie theater and I'm going to talk into my phone yeah. alone and like scan the audience and stuff like yeah. and just act like I'm a celebrity who's up on stage, even though I'm not. So but I'm going to get over it because I, I I'll you're going to become a YouTube star. Yeah. And then I'll go I'll go to those conventions and I'll hang out with my fans. OK, well, maybe I'll go with you to the convention and like no one will know who I am. Yeah. And that'll be OK. And I'll just hide whenever I need to. OK. And I'll just be there to give you water. Yeah. And like keep you hydrated. And when people go, hey, where's that girl that you do your uh, podcast with? And I'll go, oh, yeah, no, she's she's not here. I'll be like, Mm-mm. this is my assistant. 
Who? What? No, I'm not. Sheila. My name's not Shu. It's Sheila. My name's Sheila. <laughs> I'm just here to take care of Frank. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Frank's handler. That's all. That's all I am. <laughs> Frank gets such Don't a big look ego. At me. Don't look at me. Yeah, this is this is fair. Okay, right, cool. So I'm gonna we go. Plan. I'm gonna go do some YouTube videos. I'm glad we had such opposite reactions to that episode. That's fun. That is really funny. That's a good podcast. Everyone should listen to it. Reply, reply all is fantastic. Yeah. I very much enjoy that show. So cool. All right. Well, happy hump day. Yeah. Have a great one, guys. And we're glad to be back. And looking forward to more fucking Simone shit. Beep, 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 beep.